Greetings, and welcome to Season 2 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join us as we go on a magical journey through the craziness that is video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we finally dive deep into the fractured butthole. Hold on to your seats. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. It's time for some fantastic flashlights. Welcome to Season 2 of Loaded Cart. I am Paul of What's Paul Playing Today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, dude? How is it going? It has been way too long. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. So, Season 2. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of the idea behind this, and we talked about this, I think, the last time we talked, which was just after e3 so a few months ago Jeez. at this point which is unfortunate but so we're we're going to try some new things do some new things um change up the format a little bit uh where we can refine some things you know try to improve the show because that's that's what you should do when you're uh you know away for a really long time so we are back have a semi-regular recording schedule now it's all based around my wife's work schedule and when she doesn't work on a weekend we can record on a weekend so it kind of well we'll might be a little more sporadic than normal might be don't know if we're gonna make every two weeks for a little bit but we're gonna at least make once a month <laughs> until we, until we go yeah until we, until we get our schedule down and and get back into the swing of things i think it's an admirable goal but we will be bringing you guys more content again and uh it will be fun i think we hope yes <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. So, what have you been up to in the past? I don't know. Since E three. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I mentioned last time that we were talking, so it had to be had to be after I got uh, affiliate on Twitch. And yes. I've just been mostly doing that. Um. <laughs> I I got an offer to do a twelve book series that I just I don't I don't want to do that. That's uh, that's 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 like three or four years, man. I don't think the dude is understanding what he's asking. <laughs> is, are the books already written? They're already written. They're fifty thousand okay. words each, which doesn't seem like much, but it's two hundred pages. Yeah, that's that's about what I was doing before. Yeah, I just like no. That's no. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done any of the books already? Like, did no, he? No, no he, he just, just out of the blue just emailed me. He's like, "Hey, you want to do this?" I'm like, "Hmm." Nah, I'm good. <laughs> what what genre were they? Or did you even get that far? Urban fantasy. Okay. So apparently he likes your urban fantasy voice. I sure. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Other than yeah. that, uh, it's just been work and come home, stream, repeat. I know the feeling. Except add babies. Yep. <laughs> so but that is your work. Yeah. Except I don't get to come home afterwards. I just, you know, no, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> That's how I feel a lot of days. I, I'm just here. Uh, I, I've also been streaming some lately. Uh, my current schedule that I'm working with is I'm doing like Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturday nights just to like give some space in between them and I don't know, not burn out because... I know that's really easy to do when you go from zero to every day of the week. You're just like, yeah. oh, God, I'm so sick of this. And uh, yeah, but mostly we're doing Minecraft uh, and on the Loaded Card Gaming Minecraft Patreon server. So yep. if you are listening to this and you have ever at this point uh, been a Patreon donator of the, uh, I think, the $3 variety or whatever our higher tier is, if at any point you have ever done that and you have any interest in playing Minecraft with us, just contact one of us and we'll we'll get you access to the server because it's the first game server we've set up. And like I know because we've been in hiatus, some people, you know, put a hold on their donations, which we put a hold on collecting donations, and we're yeah, gonna we, keep the hold in, that. Yeah, we're until we keep, actually get a regular schedule back. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna 
kind of keep that on hold for a little bit. But if you if you want to play, uh, just let us know and we'll we'll get you access to it. Uh, we're, we're doing Bedrock, so it's Windows 10, Xbox, Nintendo Switch. Uh, Drew of Hops and Heroes fame is playing on his Nintendo Switch with us, which is kind of funny. Yep. Um, you can play on iPhone, Android, <laughs> like it literally anything except for PlayStation 4, which might actually be getting access to it soon because they, they, that is that is a bit of news to to discuss at some point. Do you, do you want to just dip into the news section? Yeah. So right. I, I only could think of like three stories that would be good to talk about, but we'll talk about the, the cross play with PlayStation because people were complaining about it a lot because... There's a lot of big games, like especially Fortnite was the big one, where if you registered Fortnite to your PlayStation account, you couldn't use it anywhere else. And like it was really pissing people off because Fortnite is like one of the biggest games on the world right now. Um, I think technically the second biggest, which is a little crazy to think about, but it's uh it's pretty nuts what bethesda you know mentioned i think that they were disappointed with sony because uh with fallout 76 like online cross play is like essential to it or something like that mm-hmm. and then now they've come out and said that there's not actually going to be cross play on fallout 76 not at launch and it's not something they're focused on and they might get to it down the road but you know it's not a high on their priority list which is kind of funny so it's like really but I think maybe they were thinking more Blades because the Blades game that's going to be released on everything, including toasters, is uh, like... Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Actually, I, so so funny story. Like, since they made Skyrim available for Amazon Alexa, right? Amazon just had a big thing where they announced a whole bunch of new Alexa devices. One of them is a microwave. So you can play Skyrim on your microwave if you buy one. <laughs> nice. I do have one bit of kind of groundbreaking news. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, no, it's it's incredible news for those of you who are fans of Brian Fargo and Baldur's Gate. Okay. Baldur's Gate 3 just got announced. Nice. That's yeah. like 15 years later, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so essentially, he someone tweeted out, um, like Brock Weaver Shotgun mentioned him in, in an article from like five years ago. And uh, on two days ago, Brian Fargo replied, I happen to know who's working on Baldur's Gate 3 and winked at the person. So nice. I guess yeah. not a formal announcement, but at the same time, come on. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Apparently with the with the Sony thing, enough people have been complaining to Sony that I mean, Sony originally was just like, yeah, you know, there's no money in it for us. So we're not doing crossplay. And we don't want to support our competition was basically their corporate stance. So basically the stance was until we can figure out how to make more money off of it, we're not going to do it. I can, I can understand that stance, but at the same time, come on, come on. They're a business. Like they're, they're doing a business thing. I, I totally get it. it. Like I do, but it's not player centric, which is what people have basically been complaining about. But what made it interesting is a week or two ago, Sony announced that they were going to basically test the waters with crossplay, And the first game they were testing it with is Fortnite. Yeah. Um, and so there's, they're trying to figure out, I think the whole process of basically like unlocking people's Fortnite accounts. And I think Epic is working on a way to merge accounts for the people mm-hmm. that like had got one locked and then went and made another one. And like, yeah. so that way they can merge all their, skins and purchases together which you know makes all the sense in the world um i could tell you it's a giant pain in the ass yeah having worked on that kind of thing before (laughs) yeah um and like some other games that they're talking about uh possibly getting cross play down the road because that's why i talked about fallout 76 because people like immediately jumped on that and i think it was Mm -hmm. pete hines that was like "Mm, not not higher in our priority list right now let's let's back up a little bit (laughs) not at not at launch we're not we're not planning on doing it maybe down the road and it's just like didn't you like talk about that yeah. like being essential at E3? But you know, yeah, wasn't that a thing that you just literally land based in Sony for? Come on, yeah. But uh, and then one of the big games that everyone's talking about that hasn't been mentioned yet is Minecraft, like mm-hmm. getting uh, Bedrock onto PS4. 
And a lot of people are like, oh, but it's going to take a really long time because they would have to completely recode the game from the ground up for the PlayStation 4. And I'm like, no, no you just no. you click a couple no. boxes and you put yeah, a QR on it. <laughs> yes, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, especially like I don't they're not using Unity. They're using, you know, probably Visual Studio, but yeah, because and it's Microsoft. PS4 architecture isn't. Yeah. But like that's that's the thing with almost every video game deliverable now. It's literally like, oh, I want to add an Xbox version. Okay, here, let me click the Xbox compile and click this button. And oh, hey, I have an Xbox version I can test now. And then you just do, you know, some bug fixes for that when as you find bugs. But so because they it, will be there. Yeah, they will. So it's not going to take as long to get Bedrock onto uh, the uh, PlayStation as people probably think so it's really just going to be entirely on whether sony is willing to work with their arch enemy microsoft to get what is probably the biggest game on the planet onto their console yeah that is owned by microsoft yes i I can't highlight that enough yeah it's owned mojang is owned by microsoft and that was one of the crazy things so the reason i say it like i don't know which is bigger between fortnite and minecraft because do you know fortnite's player numbers like oh, the most recently announced ones Keep because at at minecon which was a couple like a week or so ago uh one of the microsoft executives talked numbers for minecraft and there's 91 million active players of minecraft and they've sold like almost 160 million units which is absolutely nuts but it's also a little bit of a weird number because units sold can vary from 30 dollars for the pc game to five or six dollars yeah. for the cell phone game but as of um september it was 78.3 million players okay so there it's it's a little bit behind minecraft yeah but it's also I, they're everyone's fudging numbers because you just yeah. want to make it as big as possible for investors so but that's like in the last month 91 million different people have played minecraft which is that shit <laughs> yeah that's insane just how many people been, and that's still play yeah a 10 year old game almost yeah one more bit of news which is really unfortunate because i know that i i played a lot of their games and really had a lot of fun with them and i know you have to had fun with them too yeah. uh telltale had trimmed down to a skeleton crew of 25 people and as of uh yesterday uh one of their employees said that that group has been laid off too so part of that group has been laid off. There's been yeah. there's been some clarification since then because apparently she just, you know, talked yeah. without <laughs> but like well. there's there were a, there's a team of 25 people working to finish up like basically one project and now Telltale is trying to find another company to finish season 3 of The Walking Dead, which is kind of weird like but that's I mean the just th- that's the final season. I mean the kind yeah. of want to close it out you know yeah uh but apparently there were four episodes planned and the second one is just releasing or something like that and that's yeah. what they're yeah. going to end it with um unless someone picks it up but this the woman who made the post uh is part of a smaller team within it that was working on something very specific and that small team was let go so there are gotcha. there are still people at telltale and there are still people working but that team was let go and it's it's caused some big controversy because like none of them got severance. Yep. Like they were just and they're being they're soon. Hey, by hey, by the way, uh, you know, all two hundred of you, you have have a nice life. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, like it was crazy. Like that, no one really knows how many people were there, but the estimate is it was some. It was at plus. least one hundred and twenty five people and up upwards of maybe two hundred that just suddenly walked in one day and did not have a job. Because they were hiring the week before. Like there were open job listings the week before they closed. Yep. You can see that, you know, they were fighting to try and figure out how to keep the doors open and just couldn't. So, but I mean, mean, the worst part is that a lot of them were just commercial flops. That's the worst part. Yeah. Like they were critical darlings, but commercial failures. Yeah. And part of it that a lot of people are blaming it on is oversaturation. There was just so many games one after the other and people were just like they couldn't keep up with them kind of not not digging all this stuff let's just back up a little bit yeah i I like her tweet though hey remember how there was going to be a skeleton crew staying on a while and i was a part of it 
Nah, just kidding. We all just got laid off too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. But it is. It is. Oh well. So aside from this, what you been playing? Uh been definitely playing South Park, been playing Minecraft. Uh been playing some Vain Glory still because it's still fun when you can just kind of sit on the couch and kick up and play it. Got a couple of things that are on my list to play because I still haven't played through uh, BattleTech, even though I, you know, kickstarted it and it is fully out now and bug fixed up. So it seems like a really good time to play, and it looks like a lot of fun. I totally forgot that that game was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> Hairbrain schemes. <laughs> what have you been playing other than? Overwatch and Minecraft. Well, I mean, that's, that one's that one's an obvious. Um, Overwatch, Minecraft for the are the obvious ones. I've been playing a lot of uh, GTA Online with a bunch of my buddies who I played FIFA with. Uh, we also uh, also been playing uh, and streaming Mad Max, which is awesome. If you haven't <laughs> played it and you enjoyed the Shadow of Mordor game or Shadow of War, highly recommend picking it up. It is surprisingly fun. If nice, yeah, it's so basically the the main story is, um, you know, the his car, the black on black, yeah. it gets stolen, it gets ripped from him. So he basically has everything taken from him, his car, his his gear, everything, and he's just total redemption tale. Got to pick up where he left off and build a new car, the Magnum Opus, as it's called, and uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. It's very much like a Shadow of Mordor, where you're going around picking up uh, scrap. Like in this case, like you're going around picking up all the uh, various accoutrements for your sword and and uh, spirit bow. I don't know what the hell you call it. Yeah, um, you're doing the same thing, but it's just Mad Max. So the combat, instead of with a weapon, you do, you can pick up weapons, but it's mostly mm-hmm. just you're brutally beating the crap out of people with your fists. Nice. It is entertaining. There is vehicular combat too, and we can go to that in a, in a later podcast if you end up picking it up. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's, it's gotten rave reviews because I think even Yahtzee liked it, which is kind of scary. It is the best game nobody played. Nice. Because it, it came out at a time <laughs> where everything else was coming out and there was like, eh, this goes under the radar. And it's a open world movie tie-in game. That's usually a recipe for terrible. Uh, it's actually not a movie tie-in game. It, it, it came out right around the same time as uh, Fury Road. So It did. Maybe it shortly has, after. The, the, there's very little reference to Fury Road. Right, but it's still part of a movie franchise, which you know, I guess usually it's always terrible games. <laughs> they they knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. I'm which having way too much fun with it. Yeah, uh, you sent us a clip at one point in time of a guy that you like <laughs> accidentally harpooned out of his car and laughed at it, and then it further ac- further accidentally slingshotted him halfway across the map and like. So just hold yourself anymore, which is we'll, we'll we'll link that in the in the show notes. But I ended up driving along this dude, and I'm just trying to break his car down because it's scrap. I mean, you're, that's your entire currency and resources. And I ended up like, oh, I wonder if I can do the harpoon without anything. Uh oh, I can slingshot shoot the harpoon into him, rips him out of the car. And of course, I'm just giggling like an idiot because that's just funny. That's comedy right there. And then it's like retract harpoon. I wonder if this. He goes flying across the screen and across the street. And of course, I'm like, oh, I just start cracking the fuck up. Because what the heck, man? Yeah, it was was pretty entertaining. A little clip. (laughs) That game's fun. Would recommend. Nice. All right. You want to dig into the fractured butthole? We're 20 minutes in. I guess we should. Yeah. All right. Hey, it's not half news this time. Be happy. <laughs> hey, I'm always happy. All right. I'm always happy doing the cast. So the fractured butthole, if you are unfamiliar at this point, which you should be since it came out a freaking year ago. <laughs> We've been um, busy, okay? Yeah. Come on. It, it took me a whole year to get to play this game. And I'm still technically not done. I have like one quest line left, I think. Um, But... I, and let's we're not gonna here. we're not gonna talk spoilers. We're just gonna talk system for the most part. I, I bought the game at release because I was so hyped for it, and yes. I don't remember a damn thing about it because it's been a year since we've had a chance to play it. 
Whereas I do remember because I'm currently playing it. So, yes. All right. So one thing to talk about is like how it's different from the Stick of Truth because they did some things, in my opinion, to improve the game um, mm -hmm. and did a little bit of weird stuff like uh, kind of playing up the different setting and different genre. So Stick of Truth was fantasy based and had a lot of really good stuff in it, like, you know, kind of making fun of D&D, &D, making fun of Lord of the Rings, like and something we'll get to in a minute a lot of it was recycled from the show like there were just like almost you know scene for scene stuff ripped from the television show that made it into the game because you know they were playing it safe because it was their first game and you know they they wanted to make sure people who are old fans of it could could kind of get into it and this one definitely treaded new ground and it was i think a lot better for it because it was all original, almost all original stuff. There were some some little throwbacks and callbacks to the show, but for the most part, it was uh, taking callbacks to the show, but doing new stuff with them that isn't in the show. So I don't know. We, we should also it. mention that it was uh, built by a different company from the last one. The last one, Correct. I believe, was done by Bioware. Uh, no, the last one was uh, done by Obsidian. Okay. I knew it was this, one of the two that... And this one was like Ubisoft, was done San Francisco, Ubisoft, or something like that, yeah. which I was really impressed with because I don't normally Ubisoft does honestly mediocre titles, and yeah. I don't mean that in a disparaging way. It's just that they're very formulaic with what they do, mm -hmm. and it's all just we've got to stick to the formula because that's what makes us money. Yeah, and but I think the difference here is they were probably working hand in hand with Matt Stone and Trey Parker, and Matt yes. Stone and Trey Parker never do anything half-assed. And they're also very um, perfectionist, yes. For for and, lack of a better term, yeah. Which is, have you ever seen the weird documentary on South Park? No, I have not. It's called like I think it's called Six Days to Launch or something like that. Um, which is accurate since they do do all of yes. the work in the week it, leading up to the episode. Yes, it is about yeah how they how they write and record and produce an episode and like the people who work on that show are insane because yeah. they literally will sit around the studio until like three and four in the morning waiting for, I think it's Matt stone that writes every script, like mm -hmm. just to, or at least up until recently, I think they've changed recently because they're doing so much crazy other stuff, but he would, he would sit and write the script until he was done. And they would literally just sit there and twiddle their thumbs and wait for him to have the script finished before they could start animating and like sometimes it was like four and five in the morning like two days later <laughs> and, and honestly more power to him because they do do that just to basically current events i mean yeah. that they, they, lampoon they can, the shit. yeah that that's always been the interesting things they they can they have the flexibility to cover current events so well because of their quick production cycle which is Conversely, what makes the Simpsons so weird because they sometimes nail current events and it takes them nine months to make an episode. Yep. So like they're projecting current events nine months in the future and are sometimes ridiculously topical. And it's like, what the heck? And that's why the meme Simpsons did it is yeah. just so prevalent. Well, that and the Simpsons have been going for uh, 30 plus years. Yeah. And they've they've literally done everything, yeah. and hence the South Park joke of the Simpsons did yeah. it. But yeah, uh, but the big thing that makes the difference here, I think, is the new combat system. Mm -hmm. um, so if you remember, the Stick of Truth was literally old school JRPG. You line up on one side of the screen, enemy lines up on the other side of the screen, and it's just menu based combat. It's right. Yeah. So this one, I think if they had kept that combat system, would have been boring. Like it would not have been as good. I think you'd have a really hard time making especially a longer game hold up as well. Yeah. Yeah. So with, and that is one of my complaints. Yeah. So in this one, there's a grid based combat. So there it's a small grid, uh, and you move around every turn and it's still round based and turn based, but there's like a, a ten by twenty or something like that, maybe. Sometimes it's not even that big. Most of them are four or five tall at the tallest, and then sometimes eight to twelve wide. 
like they're very small boards, but it's because of the moves, like the, the abilities usually only hit one or two squares to either side. And it's really rare to have an ability that goes, has vertical attack space, right. like almost all side to side horizontal attacks. But some of them do weird stuff. Like there's some that you know do X patterns and spread and weird area of effects that you know it requires a little bit of strategy. Uh, and it's I think just enough to make the combat not boring as you you know cruise through the game over the course of a week. Yeah, and it it is a it is fairly short, but at the same time it feels like it's a little bit too long. Yeah, it's 20 to 30 hours, I think. Uh, well, I mean, you're sure you could finish it faster than that, but I think that's what I put into it, about 20 yeah, hours. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's... It it does drag a little bit at times, but I think that depends on how much of the, the weird side questing you do, which at some points you kind of have to do to get equipped enough for the end game stuff. But most of the side quests you're doing as you go anyway, like collecting costumes and pooping right. in people's toilets right. and finding weird Yahweh art of tweak. And <laughs> I, <love that. laughs> I fucking forgot about that. <laughs> it's and finding all the member berries. It's yeah, it's, it's good. There's, there's some really good stuff in the game. It's just little little jokes here and there that are hilarious. How did you feel about the puzzles in the game? Do you remember them very much? Or honestly, they were. I honestly don't remember much about the puzzles. If you want the truth, so they must not have been too difficult. Yeah, none of them are really difficult. Most of them are like find the space you can use your crazy fart power to yeah. get to the the weird thing you see like peeking out behind something at the top of the screen. Like so. so- to to bring that to bring that back, just so you don't think we're absolutely ridiculous. Um, when I way in the beginning of the podcast, when I said fantastic flatulence, I was not joking. Uh, you play a kid with incredible fart powers. Yeah. So um, the oh God, the the joke. Uh, if you so, if you don't know about South Park, uh, one of the characters that everyone is familiar with, Kenny, the guy who dies all the time, and gets brought back he that has been explained in south park canon is he is actually like it is a superpower like so he is literally south park's only superhero and he has a alter ego that he does which is mysterion where he he literally fights crime because he can't die nice and so there's a, a a point in the game where you you basically discover that you are the second person in south park to have a superpower and your superpower is your crazy but basically <laughs> like and the, the stuff that you can do with farts in this game is it is very sophomoric because it's south park but it is also some of it is implemented so well that it's funny every time that you do it like the fart core so oh uh, just not <laughs> there's there's a way to climb up buildings using like basically so they're all half of them are buddy powers and half of them are just you doing weird stuff uh and the buddy powers i think are really fun uh one of them the one that's fart cores there's a character named human kite who can fly and he comes and jumps on your back and that you are like his rocket to propel him up and he yeah. carries you up to to things, but there's like a little quick time button press game that yeah. you play whenever you do it. And it's it's just funny. And people and he's like, Whoa, dude, that that's amazing. Like every time you do it, which is kind of funny. And, and then throws up because apparently your farts are incredibly rancid. Yes. But in my opinion, the puzzles were they they are pretty easy. Uh some of them are are fun. Like you actually feel like, oh hey, cool. I figured out how to get up there. And it has the the kind of the weird Metroidvania thing where you've seen these pinwheels all over the place and you have no idea what they mean. And then later on you discover what they mean and you're like, oh cool. Now I can need to go back to all these places and, and figure and it out. Up, yeah. 
And the same with, you know, the ability to clear lava out of the way, which is red Lego bricks, which is fucking amazing. It is hilarious. Because <laughs> no one can step on red Lego bricks. It's just, Again, it, it, it maintains it, that super awesome, like, janky kids RPG yeah. thing where they're just it's, using it's, what they have available in their imagination. Like, like you, you, you're playing this game as like, just step on the fucking bricks. What are you doing? Just go. Yeah. And it's just, that's just kids being kids. No, it's, the, it's the rule. Like the yeah, rule just, of the it, game is you it's, can't. Yeah. It's just kids being kids. Like, you know that this is a rule. You can't do it. And then your character dies if you do. Or uh, wait, you, you don't yeah, you, you will die if you. Okay. So I don't think I ever did that. I, just, I, you, I followed you, the rule because you, it's kid big kids. Yeah, if you hit the first time, you, you catch on fire. And if you do it again, you will die. And it's like, you're dead. And it's really yeah. funny when you die. Uh, one of the other kind of weird things along those same lines is they there's a kind of running gag through the game that's the uh, Wayne's World joke of like they're they're fighting in the middle of the street and then suddenly they'll be like car 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 and like everyone will go up to the sidewalk and stand there and the car will drive by and like cuss you out for playing in the street and then as soon as it's passed they all you know go back to exactly where they were standing and they resume which is amazing like <laughs> it was a great throwback. Yeah, but and it happens randomly throughout the game. Like it probably has happened a dozen times, but every time there's been so much time that's passed since the last one that you kind of still chuckle at it. Yeah, because and it gets it's that just, whole. Yeah, every time if you, if you say a joke and no one laughs, keep saying it until someone laughs. Like that kind of the old comedian premise, like something like that. There's there's that slight pause <laughs> that 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 it's just long enough. Where you're just like. Oh yeah, that happened. I remember this now. Yeah. But my only complaint is that there's one point in time where the puzzles get annoying, or at least the abilities get annoying to do the puzzle because okay. there's a a a, play, a scene towards the end at this giant laboratory for Mephisto if you are familiar with South Park. Um and there's just this long chain of puzzles where you have to use multiple abilities over and over again and switch back and forth between them to get through the puzzle. And you have to play the little puzzle mini game every time you use the ability, which is like, yeah, yeah, I, I've already, I've already hit that button 50 times. I've already done that little joystick thing. I've already done this. Like, can't you just like do it for me since I've already done it once in this room? Yeah. yeah already on that same box like you know, kind of thing so but for that one time throughout the entire game like i, I can give it a pass it's just one of those yeah. like you know it would make sense to skip it in this one instance but yeah it, i can understand that yeah i don't know it's it's just i mean i can definitely give it a pass mostly because a lot of times when a puzzle annoys the crap out of me to the point where I remember it months later, like we're doing now, mm -hmm. that's when I can't give it a pass here. I just, I don't, I didn't remember that until you just mentioned yeah. it. So I was like, eh, all right, that's fine. So player classes, I don't think they did this. Did they do this in the last stick of truth? I don't remember a class system mm -hmm. in the stick of truth. I think you just had equipment and you were a melee character. I don't remember if you could be a magic user or anything. Okay. I don't remember honestly i don't know but oh you can you, yeah you had uh there were four classes for the new kid there was a uh, fighter mage thief and i remember this because you talked about it because it was fighter mage thief and jew oh yeah 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 <laughs> that's that's right that's right no, i remember <laughs> i just remember that it's jew why yeah. okay yeah why not but there there are definitely a lot more classes and yes this. absolutely that's like i think there's a dozen something and there's like only that. there's only four in the previous one yeah um let me pull this up i don't remember the all the classes i just i don't know what the the ones you get initially are because there's a whole bunch of them looks like 11 so do you remember the classes that you took at the beginning Oh yeah, I, but the only one I took, as far as I remember, is Speedster. Okay, yeah, that's you. You only get one, but yeah. All right, so I, I took you unlock brutal with a different because, badge, right? huh? You unlock a, a new one with each batch, right? Yes, like there, there are four. I think points where you get to pick classes, mm -hmm. and 
so what makes it interesting is when you get access to a class, you get access to all of their abilities and you can mix and match abilities that kind of make your own class, which is kind of cool. You get four abilities at a time. Um, but yeah, the different classes are interesting. Um, so I think, what was the original ones? Yeah, so it was Speedster, Brutalist, and Blaster, I think, in yep. the first batch. Yeah. Um, I did not use Blaster. I, I took Brutalist because it just seemed the most fun. Like, I just wanted to punch things in the face because, I don't know, that's always entertaining to me. Um, by the end of the game, I was only using one Brutalist ability, which is one where you, like, charge across and, like, headbutt someone in the face and, like, knock them backwards. Yeah, because it was a good way to like you could close three blocks of distance and then like use your more powerful everyone standing right next to me abilities. <laughs> I, I do love the the intro to each class because it's yeah. you're sitting in the basement with uh, with Cartman and he's telling your origin story of okay. uh, people breaking in and then your dad banging your mom and that's it because you th that is your story is that you witness your dad banging your mom yeah and that's that's a running gag during the entire show where everyone's like yeah cartman you dumbass everyone's dad banged their mom yes. <laughs> that's how the world works and he's like no -uh, guys because he does not have a dad no one well he technically has a dad it's like the entire 19 1987 Denver Broncos or something like that. I think the entire Just team. Moving along. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of the jokes from the show. He there's a okay. whole episode trying to find out who his dad is and it ends up but, being the Denver Broncos. But yeah, the entire the entire thing is that you a couple of uh, three, I think, uh criminals break into your house, you end up beating them up, hearing your mom scream because that's why you got out of bed. You walk in and of course there's your parents doing yeah but it, it's it's got a cool tutorial because so the the combat there where you you fight off the guys that break into your house like it is scripted to the point where you get to use each of your abilities once yes. to see what they do and like it's actually really really well done and it's a really good way to show off how your abilities work yeah i loved it honestly i thought that was the best tutorial i've had in a while yeah i usually don't enjoy tutorials i usually find them just really oh god just let me get through this yeah. And that was just like, which this is hilarious, which kind of also brings in the uh, intro of the game uh, where they kind of teach you the new combat system in general. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that it's like there's a big war going on back in the fantasy world because you start off in the fantasy world where you're the king and all that stuff from the first game. Yeah. Um, and there's this big war going on. So you're fighting through the war and you kill the dragon and like all this, all this crazy stuff happens. And then everyone just kind of goes like, eh, Lord of the Rings is boring. We're, we're doing superheroes now. <laughs> I'm done with this. Is, you know, kids, like that's yeah. what they do, which makes yeah. it hilarious. Do you remember what you picked from the second batch, which was elementalist cyborg and psychic elementalist? Ah, uh, cool. I, I actually took cyborg because they had the, uh, ability to electrocute people. Mm hmm. And he had a, another ability that I kept taking that was a, a magnetic one where they it grabs people from the, the four directions, north, south, east, west, like yeah. two or three squares, and pulls them towards you and then does damage. Again, yep. Yep. a gap closer, which is what my uh, Brutalist really needed. Yeah. I liked the... Uh, mostly I just liked the... I know there is only one healing ability rather than the psychic, which I had two. Mm -hmm. um, I just like the healing ability and the, the basically... The, their ult the ultimate for elemental onslaught for elemental is just kind of sweet. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. Do you happen to remember your, your next one? So they, then there were, you get uh, assassin gadgeteer and plant mancer. Pretty sure I went with assassin. I definitely I'm not 100% went hundred percent sure. Yeah. I definitely went with assassin and I switched from the, uh, cyborg ability that pulls people towards you to the assassin ability where you throw knives at people and cause them to bleed yeah very very useful because <laughs> any status effect you can put on someone like cuts combat time like in half sometimes which is nice pretty much one of the things that i did at the end of the game i because so by the end of the game you have access to all of the classes and all of the abilities mm -hmm. there's a plant mancer ability that's just broken um yep. It's called Root Burst, and it doesn't do a whole lot of damage. It does a like I'm at the end of the game, and mine does 105 damage. 
and to put that in perspective, my oh, martial artist is the crazy martial artist ability I have. Mm-hmm. It, it does more than double that. Yeah. So it, it knocks everyone back and it causes them to bleed. So it does the same job that the knife thing did, except for the fact that it hits basically every, you pick a direction left or right and it hits everyone within three squares of you in that direction. Yep. So yeah. like you just literally take out half, hit half the battlefield with it every round if you use that every round. And it, also it, induces bleed. Yes, and it also induces bleed. So they all start taking damage over time and it knocks everyone back. So if they get knocked back and hit something, they take extra damage and like, yeah, it's just, it is ridiculously OP and uh, highly recommend taking it. <laughs> Did you purchase any of the DLC? I have not yet, but I am definitely going to. I'm thinking about it because it's it's been a while and I wouldn't mind playing through the game again just yeah. for a laugh. I should have before this, but honestly, I just... Yeah, there's I'm sure when you're gonna finish. One of the DLCs like is uh it looks like a, a kind of uh homage to Dusk Before Dawn, which is kind of funny at Cartman's favorite Mexican restaurant, Casa de Benita. Yeah. So I don't know. It looks funny. I I love the DLC bus stop. Like so there's a, just a bus stop in town, which is where you you get on the bus to go to the different DLCs. And there's a dude there who's like, man. I've been waiting for this bus since December. <laughs> like making fun of how late it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, again, a nice little touch where the game kind of makes fun of itself. And uh, they, they have no problem making fun of themselves. That's what oh, I yeah. like about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty good. There's also a weird artifact system in this one. I don't know if there were artifacts. I don't remember if there were artifacts in stick of truth. I, assume, I, that I either, think there honestly. was, but yeah, it's a little weird. Cause basically after, you hit level nine, you have all of your artifacts slots on open and there's like no reason to level that I see. I don't yeah, think really. it adds anything. No. The only thing it added was, uh, was the unlocks and you've got everything unlocked. So yeah. Shrug. Yeah. A weird thing that they added. Like I don't, I also don't remember if this was in the first game. So in the settings for your phone, you can customize your phone by adding cracks and smudges to it. <laughs> and like, or just have it be clear. And I like I added smudges to mine and it looks awesome. It's like they're just like fing- little <laughs> fingerprints and smudges on the phone. And it's like I constantly am like, I want to wipe off my monitor. Like, <laughs> like it's that well done that I was just like, why is it so dirty? Like, let me clean my monitor. Like, oh wait, never mind. It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's, supposed it's, it's, it's supposed to do that. It's fun. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So did you have fun fleshing out your character with the different NPC interactions in the game? Like over the course of the game, I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember a lot of that. I know I had I, I had an enjoyable time actually doing that portion of it because yeah. I remember the uh, the was it in this one that you had the questionnaire with uh, oh god what is his name the guidance counselor Mr. Mackey yeah Mr. Mackey where he's asking you oh so you, you're your gender in this case so yes. you're a girl okay and he makes the call to your parents informing them that you're, <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, yes that is definitely this game like so in the in the first game you never get asked about any of that stuff which is why okay. it, it makes it extra funny in this game because they're asking you all of these questions and then like yeah. the game does this really awesome way that they like kind of shoehorn whatever your choices are back into the game and mm-hmm. re- fill in the backstory from the last game like oh oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> like they do this like this really great job but what makes it even crazier is you can go back to those people and talk to them again and change it and they will change everything again so it gets really hilarious and and like they're doing like i mean and the choices are amazing there are just tons of choices so there's like i mean you can pick uh the, like if you're a boy or a girl or other yep um and then you can like you know cho- you get to choose your sexuality and uh, your race. Uh, what are, they're ten year olds. What do they know about their sexuality? <laughs> well, Tweak is gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But like um, by the by the end of the game, you get these really this really hilarious character sheet, which has like it lists all of your choices on it. So like my character sheet. Uh, I'm a <laughs> a white American pansexual cisgender boy who is a chaotic Buddhist. 
<laughs> my power source is my butt and my kryptonite was old people because <laughs> every superhero has to have a kryptonite mine was actually old people too now that i remember i just i, I enjoyed the alignment and religion portion He's just you talk to jesus yeah you talk to jesus and he lets you pick an alignment which is you know uh lawful neutral and chaotic and then yeah. you get to pick religion and like there are like 20 religions to pick from like everything from christian and jewish to buddhist to wiccan like i was almost yeah. chaotic wiccan because i thought it would be funny um but yeah like i think they have Taoist in there like they it, everything almost not really everything you can think of but like almost all the the really funny ones yeah it was, but it was it's, it's always funny because whenever you pick one of these things there's a group of rednecks that rolls up and like harasses you for being that thing yes so it's like right. god damn it i hate cisgendered and then they attack you for being <laughs> cisgendered. It's just a bunch of bearded white dudes jumping out of a pickup. Yeah. And I mean, uh. and it's they do actually get used in the game, which is kind of funny because there's like a quest later on where uh, one of the characters tells you to go to the park and meet them in the bathroom of your specified gender, like of your, your yep. bathroom of yep. choice. <laughs> and there's three bathrooms there. There's a boy's bathroom, a girl's bathroom and a cisgender bathroom, which is like, huh? But yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of anyone who labels themselves as cisgender, whether they're boys or girls goes in the cisgender bathroom, which is, which is okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you can be, you can be transgendered in the game. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff. It's, it's really funny. Uh, and then kind of to further do that, like there was a, when you run into PC principal and he like teaches you about microaggressions <laughs> and you get this awesome ability to, uh, cause there's so much trash talking during the combat, which is one of the things that makes it really good. But once you like get the ability to be a social justice warrior by talking to PC principal, like you can, you get a, a, a counter interrupt for whenever someone talks smack to you yeah. and uses any kind of like slur you can interrupt them and punch them in the face <laughs> yep it's it's basically microaggression training so as soon as they they display the microaggression uh, microaggression and then yes. you like run up and punch them in the face <laughs> it's, it's so good like there's so much just stuff in this that's just like oh it's perfect it's like perfectly south park is to make and fun I, of that i i think so I, I found this a lot less funny than I did the fraction butthole. And I think that's like we discussed earlier. I think it's because I never watched the show. Yeah. I just, it was just not in my usual lineup. I just didn't watch it. So all of a sudden I'm just being introduced to the humor of, of South park and yeah. being thoroughly entertained by the, by uh, the stick of truth. And then the fraction butthole comes around. And I was like, Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm done, yeah. I'm done here. I think. Yeah, it, what what made I think it more interesting from my perspective is I think it it's almost more approachable. Um, and it didn't hook you apparently, but sure. like instead of being like these, there were inside jokes from the show. Like if you watch the show, you get more enjoyment out of it because you like know who these people are and like know some of the right. kind of background behind the jokes. But it was new material, and I don't know it made it a more fulfilling game in my opinion like if it had recycled more stuff from the show i don't think i would have enjoyed it as much personally but it is what it is right i, I can understand the point of view mostly because um having watched the show since its inception you're very inured with the comedy and you understand what's going on you already know all of the characters whereas this is completely new for me all yeah. the stuff was completely new. I didn't know much about it aside from what I heard from you and everybody else who talked about the show. I just, it never hit with me. It was just not something I watched. So coming in on the stick of truth, I was like, this is hilarious. This is just stupid. I love it. And then coming into this and it was like, this is more of the same, but new stuff that I haven't seen before at the same time is eh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Like that's that's kind of where the, the I, I don't know. Like I think it has it's it's a kind of a mix of both. It has it depends on whether you like the South Park comedy. Like it's not a big nostalgia trip like the first game was because the first game is kind of like oh yeah, I remember the the aliens from, you know, the first season of South Park like Right, right. 
and there again in this game there's no sign of the giant satellite dish coming out of your ass like <laughs> which there was in the stick of truth yeah um but yeah i it, it's just kind of interesting um Can do you we- want to Talk about the crazy fart powers, or do you? I, I was I was just about to ask if you want. That's why I'm laughing here because one of them is I'm just going to throw it out here. One of them is hacking, and I don't know. I don't remember which character you pick up. Butters, the, okay, Butters. Butters. Butters hamster somehow ends up as your hacking tool by you literally shotgunning him out of your asshole at a, an item, and he shorts it out by chewing on the electron. <laughs> Yeah, he gets. So yeah, you open up the electrical panel. Butters loads the hamster into you, and then you bend over and fart the hamster out, and he electrocutes himself, and it shorts out whatever the thing is and opens it. That is your hacking tool, which is again yes. absolutely hilarious. Almost every time you see it, because it, of the comments that Butters makes. Yeah, because he's like, "Here you go, little guy." <laughs> Or like have a safe trip, and like he just says like all this dumb shit, and it's so funny, and it happens rarely enough that you forget that it's a thing, and then all of a sudden Butters makes this dumbass yeah. comment like have a nice trip, and then boom, yeah. you shoot yeah. him out. It's just like, and, and there's enough variation in the comments that yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't feel like they repeat a lot, even though I'm sure they do. But yeah, ah, uh, so good. Uh, we had talked about fartcore. Uh, there's eventually a an ability where you you hook up with this other character called Toolshed, uh, which is Stan, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a sandblaster. His dad has a sandblaster. And so he can clear lava out of the way with the sandblaster. But the sandblaster isn't portable, so you can only use it wherever there's a you know air compressor to hook up to. And you get to this one point where you're just like, here, put the ho- I'll be the I'll be the air compressor for you. And he's like, dude, there's no way you could fart you know enough to be yeah. an air compressor basically and you do it he's yep. and it's you, so now you are a portable air compressor to clear lava out of the way and other stuff later on in the game with anything that's blocking your path but then there are the super farts which are like your actual crazy superpowers which yes also are used to help solve some puzzles and in combat which is kind of funny so the first one you get allows you to rewind time for a few seconds backwards, uh, okay, and wait. you can use it to you use it to like. Uh, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Is okay. his name really Token Black? Yes, his name is really Token Black. Oh, for fuck's sake! He's the Token Black kid. I, no, I I get the joke. I just <laughs> Eddie, didn't think they're going to be that obvious about it. <laughs> of course they are. Eddie Eddie plays bass. Okay, moving along. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. <laughs> I just I had to clarify that. Yes, like that was the funny part. Is they like, added a black kid to the town, and his name was Token Black, and he does all of the stuff that you stereotypically expect a black kid to do. Like it's the height of comedy, man. Height of comedy. Moving along. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the best example I can think of is uh, there's Token a Token Black. A, come on. <laughs> <laughs> there's a side quest where you're collecting cats for big gay owl because his cats got out and and they'll run away but if you want a chance to try and catch them you can rewind time and they will go back to where they were and be really shocked because you know your fart blew them back in time basically which is yeah. kind of funny and, and um, you don't you don't move back to where you were you you have yeah. control over that and there's there's some other stuff for like you uh, there are propane tanks that you can light on fire and blow up and like if you rewind time it'll put the propane tank back and then you can move it and blow it up somewhere else to like if you need to blow up more than one thing so I mean there's there's some cool like like I said they, they do some really interesting stuff with the mechanics for puzzles which is kind of fun uh, we talked about uh, we didn't talk about this uh, you can also pause time which allows you to get around weird uh, environmental obstructions like uh, electricity because there's sixth graders that light puddles up with electricity and you have to get through it and shut them off and some weird stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's another ability that's combat only that's called mirror image uh, or basically has the effect of mirror image. I don't know what it's actually called. It's called the... Uh, I'm looking right now. <laughs> it's called time fart summon. 
You got leather. Here's the here's the actual description of Time Fart Summon. By crafting a new burrito with a fart potency immeasurable by modern science, you've developed the power to sear a hole in the fabric of your personal timeline. Release Time Fart Summon to cancel an enemy's turn and bring your past self to the battlefield. For a limited time, this clone from your past fights by your side, armed with your current power loadout, only available during combat. Have we mentioned how we acquire these fart powers? I don't think we have. No. And I don't know if we want to spoil that because it is amazing. Like that is, it is one of the cameo appearances because there's a few cameo appearances of celebrities and I'm using air quotes with celebrities because it's all voiced by Matt Snow and Trey Parker. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) there are, there are some celebrities that appear in the game that have been in past episodes of the show that are great. And the guy who runs the uh, taco stand is, who teaches you all of your crazy fart powers is amazing. Yes. He's like your he's like your Yoda or your Obi Wan Kenobi, and it yep. makes it absolutely amazing. All right, and then the last one is there's a power you get towards the very end of the game that allows you to shift the time between day and night. And I can't read that uh, description because it has a spoiler in it. Yes. And we'll we'll just ignore that. Um, so who is so who is your favorite buddy to have in combat? Uh, I don't know. So there's there's kind of d- different things. There's I like I I think I have a favorite buddy combat wise, and then there's like the favorite actual like kid hero okay. power thing because there's there are two kind of different things. But Butters is probably my favorite like overall. Uh, if I had to just pick one because the him all of his evil sayings once you get him in your party are like absolutely hilarious and he's like telling people that they're about to die and like all this stuff and it just sounds really really funny in his like evil voice or like you know him trying to be uh, professor chaos is he's just he's just an adorable kid oh it's so funny i'd probably pick him token is also really funny uh tupperware (laughs) really really yes really i just i can't get over that so a funny little thing I noticed with token uh, with Tupperware. Uh, so he he's like kind of an Iron Man kind of guy, but all of his stuff is made out of like you know Tupperware. Tupperware. Uh, but he ha- so he has a, ha- a helmet on that's Tupperware. And one of the status ailments is being grossed out and you yes. throw up every round. When he throws up, it fills up the Tupperware container instead of going on the ground. It does. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> Which is like a nice little touch, but combat wise i don't know like the the most useful is probably the human kite because he can heal people so easily like he has yeah. so many good healing abilities that it's just you you can't die when he's in your party almost he's he's essentially your cleric yeah what about you do you remember anyone that you particularly liked i i mean as a character on the whole i'd have mm-hmm. to agree that probably professor chaos was it yeah Doctor Chaos, I can't remember which professor, one. Professor, professor Chaos. Chaos. I, I like Butters. I've always, I've always liked yeah. Butters. I liked him from the previous game, and I liked him in this one. And um, probably Mysterion is my favorite overall character, yeah. just because after listening to that backstory, that he's a uh, yeah, literally. I, I knew that he couldn't die in the show. Like, it's, yeah, you kill Kenny, you bastards. That's the joke. But knowing that there's an actual story reason for that is kind of yes. cool. He yeah, he, it is a, like a literal superpower, which is kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, just makes sure he just doesn't give a shit about yeah. anything. He just I'm I'm gonna die anyway. Fuck it, yeah. I'll come back. It's cool. Uh, do you remember any of the powers that you particularly liked? Any of the the kids' powers that were particularly uh, good the kids or funny? Or buttholes' powers? Either or both. That's fair. Um, I particularly enjoyed being able to obviously do all of the classes and I like the uh, the introduction to the classes that you have with Cartman sitting in the basement. Yeah. Um that's not a super huge spoiler. You get those right in the beginning. So yeah. Um barring that, uh probably oh gosh. Um I liked uh I liked Fast Pass because even though yeah. I also had speedster powers it was nice having two of them be able to just deal out a ton of damage from a distance nice yeah did you ever get 
tweak in Super Craig's ultimate, like the big one that has the crazy Japanese animation, like the big yes. anime. Yes. Thing. yes, I did. <laughs> that was so damn funny. <laughs> it was the Arrow's eruption. Yeah, something like that. Uh, it's it's great. <laughs> That's probably my because favorite. A single ability. I think my favorite is the fact that it induces the confused status effect because yes. what the f- just happens? Yeah, and and then they start attacking each other and doing <laughs> random stuff, which is actually fantastic. Yeah. All right. I think we're about ready to wrap up. How about so. you? I think so. All right. I don't know. How how do we want to end our first episode of season two? I mean, we've got a couple um, of... Come, come so, watch us on Twitch. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. I mean, just in general, what did you think of the game? You, you said it was I, an overall. I, yeah, I love the game. I think it is a great sequel to the first one. I think it builds on what the first one had and expands it in a really good way. And I haven't finished the game, so I don't know if they set up a third game, but I really hope that they do because I would I love remember. to see. I would love to see the sci-fi Franchise. version of this. That'd be fun, yeah. Because I think that's where you go next. You go to a, like Star Wars, Star Trek. Yeah, it could work. And then I don't know what you do after that. Maybe has there been one announced? Do you know of post apocalypse? No, I, there ha- not that I'm aware of. It doesn't mean there's not going to be one. But like, if I were going to pick a setting for the next game, I would do Star Wars, Star Trek, because that's where you like the first game had a divide between the two kingdoms, and then this game has the divide between the two. DC Marvel franchise kind of a thing. And so yeah. the next divide would be the kids who like Star Trek and the kids who like Star Wars because that's that makes the sense natural nerd divide. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's kind of what I think. I think it's I would definitely if you have not picked up the game and played it, it's totally worth it. I think it's a, a great little RPG. I would still pay full price for it right now, but I know you can get it for a lot less. So $30, $40, this game's a steal, I think. I would agree. You could probably I, get it way less than that. I'm pretty sure you could probably get it for under $20 right now, especially oh, on a Steam sale. Too much. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. The store page has it listed at as soon as it loads up. Uh, it's currently 30 bucks, And yeah. honestly, that I I think I paid uh, like full price of 40 or so. And I was not disappointed. Yeah. Like it, I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the stick of truth, but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Can, like can I'm not sorry that I purchased it. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad, glad you're not sorry you purchased it. And I think I might play it again. I definitely want to. I I want to finish it, and I want to grab the DLC at some point and finish that too. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it totally totally seems worth it in my book, and I definitely want to support them making another game. So, sure. I mean, I'm on I'm on board for another game for sure. Yeah. So I don't I don't know when the next episode will be. This this one will come yeah. out. Yeah, uh, and honestly, I'm not sure what we're doing. To be frank, yes, probably a, a console retrospective. I think is what I I imagining. Uh, but this one will be out on the should be October 15th is when I'm planning to have it go out. Yeah. Um, and then we will record sometime shortly after that. Uh, the holiday season is going to be a little weird coming up, but. Like I said, we'll we'll try to do at least one a month, uh, maybe one every three weeks. When, however, whenever we can squeeze one in, we'll try and do one for now. And then as we get more accustomed to new schedules and stuff, we'll be able to work some more stuff out. Yeah, let's see here. Dig, dig, dig. All right. All right. There it is. Look at the thing. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, there I need to. Again, this is one of the things that we need to refresh so we can, uh, you know. So right season now. Season two. Season two. <laughs> yes. season, season two is still a work in progress. So with our work in progress one. outro, <laughs> with our work in progress outro, um, if you want to get in touch with us and they're desperately trying to figure out what the hell Paul is doing, try to dig for an episode that we did like six months ago, shoot us an email at podcast at littlecartgaming.com. That goes to both of us. It's fine. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter and see when I'm going live on Twitch, uh, that's usually pretty much all I use Twitter for. Shut up. Uh, it's uh, at Paul Cluel, P-A-U-L-C-L-E-W-E-L-L. If you want to check out uh, uh, Daniel's stuff, it's at Chop the Viking, and he also runs the Atlet Cart Twitter account. Uh, if you want to check out my stuff on Twitch, it is twitch.tv slash what's Paul playing today. And if you want to watch uh, Daniel's stuff, he pops in on Monday, Wednesday, and uh, Saturday, it is twitch.tv slash chop the Viking. If you want to find us on social media, I have all the rest of the links are in the show notes and as, as is uh, loadedcardgaming.com. And if you love us, please consider leaving your review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, or wherever you're listening to us. It really does help us find everybody around here 
helps us helps people find the podcast. We don't pay currently to advertise, so it's probably the best way you can help us out if you want to. Uh, if you want to check us out over on Patreon as well, it's patreon.com slash gaming. Do we still have the merch store up? Uh, working on revising the merch store. So we're, merch store is work in progress, so keep an eye out. Um, we do have Lodocard Gaming shirts. We'll be with Professor Bananas kind of chilling out next to our logo. We'll be putting those back up fairly soon. Anything else you want to add before we sign out? Nope. That that should be it. Uh, again, with the Patreon thing, we're we're not going to charge, not going to turn on, like flip that switch for charging for at least until we figure out how we're going to do this better and as yeah. we get more consistent. Uh, so probably beginning of the year is when we'll we'll turn it back on if, if once we get like three or four episodes under our belts because yeah. I feel like that will uh, at least start making things up a little bit for the people who, uh, you know, we're funding our Patreon for a couple of months while we weren't able to do anything because things got crazy. So Which we do sincerely appreciate. Yeah. And, and we also sincerely apologize for not being able to not yeah. have everything go super crazy. <laughs> I, think, I think both of us felt really poorly when we couldn't just flat couldn't do episodes and people were yep. still paying us to not do anything. Like yep. I don't, I, I couldn't do that. And I know you couldn't either. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, this is South Park, the Fractured Butthole, and the first episode of season two. And we'll announce on Twitter when we figure out what the next episode is going to be. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. But that's about it for now. And here's some smooth jazz to play you out. So I heard I heard the squeaky too. <laughs> uh, Paul is investigating the squeaky noise. And he's blaming the cat. Sorry, cat turned on the old uh interrupt uninterruptible power supply. Nice. <laughs> so I heard maybe a quarter of what you were saying. <laughs> All right. I was just saying that I think the game was a little more fulfilling because it was doing new stuff with old content instead of recycling old content. Fair enough. <laughs> All right.